What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 12 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we actually don't have a race to talk about. Nope. <laughs> we have lots to talk about, just not a race. No race. And it got canceled. And I posted on TikTok saying that I didn't think it'd be canceled. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because, oh, that was another thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to get the stats of past races that have been canceled. Mm. Because historically speaking, F1 doesn't cancel races. No, like, because we think about the amount of time and money that it takes to ship all of their equipment and all of the motorhomes and whatnot to a place. Like, that's a lot of money. And then also the fans and these cities set up, like, their grandstands, if it's a street circuit specifically, but, like, the rest of them too, like, months and months in advance. Like, I have a friend who was visiting Nice, France, like, two or three months ago now and took a day trip to Monaco, um, met Nick DeVries, but also... Oh, that was that friend. Yes, but... Well, it's my friend's sister, but yes. And they were already setting up for the GP. So they do this way, way ahead of time. To cancel it is just terrible for F1 the sport, for the money, for the drivers, for the fans. It's just a disappointment altogether. They don't cancel on behalf of like weather ever. Usually they'll postpone a race Mm -hmm. or they'll have like a shortened race with limited points. So I was curious to see if they ever did cancel races due to weather. And it's usually because of political reasons or money reasons that races will be canceled. So also COVID. Yeah. COVID canceled a lot of races. So I don't count those. Just going back, the last canceled race aside from COVID was Bahrain 2011 for political unrest is what it says. There was a, you know, protest that was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that, before 2011, the last canceled race was in 1985. Wow. For like, it was unsafe essentially. So I think it was when the drivers were like, hey, we're not racing this. Mm, So they don't cancel races. Look, if you look at all of these reasons for cancellation, none of them say weather, you yeah, know? Yeah. So the fact that Imolo was actually canceled due to weather, I'm obviously not surprised it was because it was such an insane flooding. Yeah. Like, it was obviously so dangerous. Like yeah. the entire track, the entire region was flooded. But before we knew how bad it was, I was pretty confident. I was I was like, no, they're still going to race because why wouldn't they? If you've watched Suzuka 2022 and Spa 2021, you know that... Rain does not cancel a race. Even when it should cancel a race? Yes, when it should. And obviously, Imola was much more than just rain. Like, yes, it absolutely. It was yeah. flooding. You could not get a car on the mm-hmm. track. But we didn't see the videos and photos until after I had made that TikTok, being fairly confident that the race was going to happen. So I apologize for that, for my false confidence. But that just means no triple header for Ferrari. Yeah, I so, was thinking the same thing. I was like, I wonder what this is going to do for Ferrari's, like, Juju. I don't know. I wonder if it'll be good. I don't know. Because now it just goes straight into Monaco. It's true. Charles probably wasn't ready just to go right into a home race. No. No. Well, he doesn't have a choice now. No. Before we get into Monaco, because it is the next race this season, I want to talk about some of the, what the drivers have done in like in support of Imola and like that whole region of Italy. Mm -hmm. So Max and his Redline streaming group. Yeah. I'm not a huge Twitch follower. Do you? Do you no. No. See, like I watch, I've watched the Twitch highlights and yeah. whatnot on YouTube when someone like compiles a bunch of funny moments. I've never like subscribed to a, a Twitch channel mm-hmm. and just watched Lando on a normal day. Because everyone watches and then clips it and puts it on TikTok yeah. or YouTube. So I'm like, anything interesting I'm going to see eventually. I got Twitch for the sole reason to support Lando, but mm-hmm. then he'll go live. Same with him and like Max Futrell. Futrell. Max Futrell will also go live. Um, but they go live at the worst times because mm. obviously their time zone is so different. Than and I'm like, are, I yeah. cannot watch this. Yeah. But there is a whole other community that just watches their gaming. And so Max, his red line team, they did like a um, virtual GP mm-hmm. to raise money for oh, really? uh, Imola, which was really sweet. And apparently Lando just 
joined to watch, but then he actually joined the actual race. So I watched the clips of that and they were pretty funny because Lando was just a menace, honestly, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> we got a Lando-Max battle, which I don't think would ever happen no, in real life. not, well, maybe a couple years ago, but not today's no. F1. <laughs> so I thought that was really sweet that, you know, these drivers are... They're doing what they can. They're doing what they can. Yeah. And people were getting upset at Lando because he does come from money. And they were complaining that, like, why aren't you just donating money? Like, why are you making people subscribe to your channel? But he was matching donations, like, every hundred subs or whatever. And, like, putting in his own money as well. The whole idea was he knew that people were going to watch his Twitch anyway. Yeah. Like, they were going to watch his stream anyway. They were using what they knew to to raise money for it. Like, sure, he could just donate a bunch of money, which I'm sure he did. Yeah. But he also, like, tried to make it fun for the fans as well. So he was getting a lot of backlash for posting a a stream. See, where I have a problem with that is if Lando just posted on Instagram and said, hey, I'm donating this amount of money to this cause, people would be like, well, why do you have to make a big deal out of it? That's not genuine. Why wouldn't you just, why why wouldn't you just donate and not say anything about it? Now it's about a spectacle and you're trying to make yourself look good. Like now, so like, yeah, he really couldn't win. No. Doing something like this is actually just fun. He'll still donate mm-hmm. and other people will as well. So like, I don't really see the issue. I think that's so stupid. And this, this is something with other celebrities as well. When they like do charity, people are always like, well, why can't you just pay for it? Why do you know that they didn't? They may, they probably did make their own contributions. And now the rest of it is just to gain traction and, and find and help people find another place to donate. That's reliable because sometimes it's like hard to find like charity causes that actually or like websites that actually send all the proceeds Mm to to cause and so that's kind of bs in my opinion i was just gonna say bullshit yeah he has a platform he's gonna use it absolutely that's a healthy and effective way to use his platform whereas some drivers not i mean not saying that they have to post that they did anything you'll hear the same complaints another way where like they're they're saying that oh well this driver didn't donate this driver didn't do anything you can't, like, they, they can't win. No, they, they can't literally win. can't win. Um, I know Alex did another stream as well, like an online GP with Williams. Same thing, to raise money. Mm-hmm. Like, which I love. And if I was a fan of watching that sort of thing, I totally would have watched. But I think that people are, are not giving these drivers credit. Like, we don't know what they do in their spare time. I would mm-hmm. assume a track that means a lot, has a lot of history that they would contribute. We don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume. I don't know. I just feel like they literally can't win in these situations. No, they can't. People are going to be mad either way. Yeah. And we're going to praise them because good for them. They probably donated that you, money that you don't even know about. Snaps for the drivers who did that. Snaps for Yuki? Snaps for Yuki specifically. Yuki is the only driver on my crush tracker this week. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only one. His It's just his photo up on my wall. Because that's where the AlphaTauri, that region. Yeah, that's where their headquarters their is. Headquarters, yeah. headquarters are. So he was there prior to the race and he was seen like helping clean up the streets like helping do what he can mm-hmm. and help the hotel that he was staying at as well and mm-hmm. there are just like photos and videos of him just by himself with the shovel on the yeah. streets by himself doing what he can yeah. and you could tell it was not a pr thing either yeah which is also huge i think yeah. because some again some celebrities might use it as a pr advantage but yuki kindness of his heart was just out there doing what he can and yeah. for that i'm i love him yeah Snaps for Yuki. Snaps for Yuki. (laughs) So because there was no race this weekend, I was able to dedicate all my time to the Indy 500 qualifying. It's two days long. That was crazy. I watched one day and I was like, this is a lot of motorsport for me. It was 
like five, six hours of qualifying. And I didn't know how Indy 500 qualifying worked until the day before because I reached out, mm-hmm. shout out Paddock Pundins yeah, for helping me help. out. And just a few other people that I know who are like, like Indy, involved with Indy. And I was like, explain this to me because yeah. I'm really confused. Yeah. It's five hours long. Yeah. It was crazy. It was absolutely insane. I'm not going to get into the, like all the details of any like qualifying, but they, they, by the end of day one, they have half the grid figured out. So there's 33 cars total for the mm-hmm. Indy 500. This year, there were 34 drivers that were all fighting for a spot. Which is painful because that just means that one driver is not going to make it. And we found out yesterday, like, which driver did. Mm -hmm. But that just hurts me as a person Mm -hmm. because I don't like when... Well, it's almost like, why couldn't there just have been, like, 35? So then two are eliminated, so it's just not one person. Because there's three rows of... (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. Three rows of 11 drivers. I guess that's, like, the max for the the race. Three rows and an oval. Usually ovals... No, I know, but, like... The fact that it was just one that wasn't going to make it is yeah. what sucks. So if only, like, a couple more drivers entered, like, quality, yeah. if they could, that would have been so much less heartbreaking. It's just because it was one driver. One driver. Yeah. So at the end of day one, positions 13 were 30. 13 through 30 were decided. Mm-hmm. And then whoever was in the top 12 for the times went on to day two to fight for that pole position, mm-hmm. which was is normal for qualifying. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, it's what they call it bump day. So that is the last four drivers. So drivers who plays 31 to 34 on day one, they they have to go again. And it's like fight to the death. And it was, it's painful to watch on day two because you just know that one of these drivers is not going to get a chance to go. And it was, okay, there was three drivers from one team. And I'm going to butcher this team. Ray Hall, Letterman, something. Okay. Like David Letterman. Okay. He's a part owner of the team. Oh, it, it actually is named after him. Yeah, oh, he's okay. a part owner of the team. Okay, I know. I know. I don't know. But I'm missing a name. There's three names. All I know is Ray Hall, Letterman, something. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, racing. So that three times fast. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. So three out of four of their drivers were in the bottom four. I would just like to say that Catherine Legg is another one of those drivers. She's the She out-qualified all of her teammates, made it into... Indy 500 without having to like fight for a final spot so good for and her. And she posted the fastest time for a female driver at the Indy 500 yep. well quality. Yeah. Ever. Ever. That's amazing. I was so impressed. Yeah. Like she outqualified all of her teammates all of her male teammates. Yeah. She's the only female in the Indy 500 this year and she was guaranteed a spot by the end of day one. Yeah. Whereas everyone else on her team was not. Yep. So props to her. Love Big her. Big day for women in motorsports. Honestly huge. Like it was incredible. But there were three yeah, so three Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing. Oh my god, I cannot remember that name. And then Stingray Rob, who's oh, not in that team. Stingray Rob. So it was those four fighting for the final three spots. And the way they set it up, they have like an hour for qualifying. And so they can keep going. But when the time's out, the time's out, the last driver, he was 34 to 34. So he was like, I have one more shot. If I don't make it, I'm out. So he went one more time for qualifying and he he did it. Like he had a better run, but that just means he pushed out Graham Ray Hall, who is the son of one of the team owners, Graham did not have a chance to go again. He just literally had to sit and wait in his car and watch his teammates' last attempt and just pray that it wasn't faster. That it wasn't faster than him. And it was, and it was so painful to watch. And then afterwards, he got out of the car and cried and like hugged his daughter. I'm not a fan of this team, not a fan. Like, I don't know, we don't know much about these teams, these drivers, unfortunately, but just as a human being watching that. It was so painful. Heartbreaking, yeah. 
Well, and also, didn't they say on the broadcast, too? I think you mentioned his, his TikTok. His dad also missed. His yeah. dad, 30 years ago, also did not make it into the Indy 500. Yeah. That hurt. That That's hurt. just painful. Yeah. Like, poor guy, you know? Yeah. I just... Why did there have to be 34 drivers? Yeah. That's it. What are you laughing at? I said it last week. Every week, there's, like, one thing on the document that just, like, makes me giggle. Today, it's Pato Award. Does have F1 dreams. It's like, <laughs> where did where did I put that? Oh, he does he does have F one dreams. Don't we all? <laughs> There's context. I feel like we're forgetting the context. Because I said last week I didn't think he did. Yeah, he does. I know, but it's just the way it's written is so funny. <laughs> You're so funny. I guess he participated in some practice sessions last year for McLaren, mm-hmm. and he said that if the opportunity comes up for him to go to F one, he would love to make that switch. He thinks it's harder to get into F1, which I feel like it is. Yeah. But it'd be easier to go back to Indy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a point there. Yeah, I totally like, think he does. Like, there's more opportunities for more drivers in Indy. Yeah. So I think he's, you know, he's obviously very committed to Aero McLaren and wants to succeed with them. And he knows that he's a driving force on that team. Mm-hmm. But he is also waiting for the opportunity to go to F1. Mm-hmm. But Alex Palou, mm-hmm. he was yes. last week's uh, Indy race winner. Yeah. He's McLaren, like F1 McLaren's mm-hmm. reserve driver. Oh, so he races for Chip Ganassi. Yeah. But he's McLaren's reserve driver. Oh, interesting. So someone pointed out that it was technically like a McLaren triple podium. Right. Okay, I did see that comment actually. Because yeah. he's an F1 McLaren reserve driver. And then it was Aero McLaren on second and third. I mean, we did say that it's okay to root for McLaren if it's an Indy. Yeah. So. And I feel like Alex is that gray area. Yeah. So if you want to root for Alex, go for it. Yeah. Well, we'll allow it. We'll, we'll allow it. As two brand new indie fans, yeah. we'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see him in Formula One. He's yeah. a good driver. Yeah. You think he, he made it into, I think he's starting fifth or sixth for the Indy 500, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. I think three, no, four. I think all four Aero McLaren drivers, because they have a fourth one, mm-hmm. TK, who just came for the Indy 500. He, um, all four of them are in the top 12. Oh, that's another thing. So TK, he's an older driver racing the Indy 500 with Aaron McLaren. It, during the broadcast, there's a video and it was a letter to the fans because mm-hmm. it's his last Indy 500. It was very much like Seb's video. Oh, really? About his retirement. Because you remember that video that Seb course, posted? How could I forget? It was painful and it was sad and I wanted to die. Yeah. Watching TK's video, his letter to the fans, like also thanking them and yeah. like saying that this is his last year in the Indy 500. Yeah. I was, like, tearing up. And I was like, I don't even know this guy. So it just, like, it hurt me. And when he went out on the track for his last qualifying session, the cheers were so oh, loud. Like, I have goosebumps. Like, like Danny Rick loud. Yeah. Like, he's just a, a name and a force in IndyCar. In Indy, yeah. And so I wish I'd gotten into it sooner to be able to see the kind of impact he had. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here's hoping he has a good race next week. Retirement videos are just the saddest. They're and then, then there's Sebastian Vettel who makes his in black and white. And it's like, uh, really? Like black you didn't have, didn't to, have to be black and white. <laughs> Sebastian Vettel. Ugh. I miss that man. I also miss that man. He actually, just jumping ahead to Monaco really quickly, is a multi-time Monaco race winner. Is so, he actually? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we won't, we won't get into track no. stats just yet. No, not yet. I got a big track stats today. Yeah, I guess those are all of my notes for the indie qualifying. It's two days, first of all. I, can't, I still can't wrap my head around that. It's yeah. two days. But the next week, Indy 500 and Monaco, mm-hmm. both on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, like, qualifying itself took a lot out of me. And now I have to prepare for two races. Yeah. I won't, I won't be ready. 
I don't know. It's a lot. I know. For next weekend. I know. Like, I'm really glad I don't work. There's a lot going on next weekend. I work. You work? Shoot. Okay, I teased to my manager that I was going to call in because me and another coworker, we both watch Indian F1. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't work on the Sunday, but I do. And he was just like, oh, are you getting a cold? And my manager just looked at me and, and he was like, you better not be getting a cold. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's getting bad. So it's reminding me of that TikTok sound that's like, but it's the Grand Prix. I never miss the Grand Prix. Me at work. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be me at work next Sunday watching Indy and Monaco. Um, Actually, so last year, um, Imola was the same weekend, obviously. It's the week before Monaco. And I won't get into like the details, but I ended up in the hospital on the Saturday of the long weekend because hot girls have stomach problems. <laughs> and I was there overnight and at like the start of, of the race or quali, it was. Because it was probably at like 7 a.m. Yeah, it was 7 a.m. I'm like, well, I'm waiting here in the hospital waiting room. I might as well just watch qualifying. Yeah. And I thought of that this weekend because obviously I was not hospitalized. I was at home. But I was like, that was such a, I never miss a Grand Prix moment. Never, you never <laughs> miss a Grand Prix. Well, I was at work on Saturday for eight hours, a full shift. And I literally had Indy 500 qualifying on on my screen, like in the background the entire time, which is totally not something I should have done. But like, you never miss a Grand Prix. Never. You know, we're dedicated. We're dedicated to motorsport. We have to. Yeah, next week's going to be a lot. I'm ready for it. Monaco. We're going to focus on that for a second, and we're going to put Indy on hold. Our favorite Monacan driver, you know, it's his... See, Emma did write Monegasque on her sheet. I did write Monegasque. But I refused to call him that, so he's Monacan. Someone commented on the TikTok, and they were like, I'm going to come knocking on your door. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. I laughed way too hard. I was like, this is a bad joke, but I love it so much. It was like, Charles is going to come knocking. <laughs> hey, a lot of people agreed with me. I know. That was a hot take where I was like, I could just be totally crazy on this one. So many people agreed with me. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, it does sound... We're not going to get crazy I feel into so right validated. Now. Well, that was me when last week when I said I want to die about Lance Stroll. Yeah, and lots of people agreed with you on that too. A lot of people also didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel bad that I was the one to break the news. Because the news. we did not do it gently. No. We just said Lance Stroll has a girlfriend. And he does. Like, and it's painful, but it's fine. But it's okay. It's fine. Okay, I'm not letting Lance take over this Monaco no, segment. Okay, we'll go back. Go back. We're going to rewind to Charles. Um, His home race. He sucks sucks at monaco terrible and this dates back years to his like beginning in formula one was sauber f2 actually f2 when he started f2 in 2017 because f2 has a different layout so it's a sprint Mm -hmm. race and then an actual race Mm -hmm. he finished 18th in the sprint and had to retire from the actual feature race in f2 his home race Anyway, last like the last few nights, I went through the archives of F1 TV and I watched the races. Just did you not like full two hours of yeah. them, but just for Charles's part because I was like, okay, I want to see if this is all him, all strategy, driver it's error. It's been both, both. Yeah, there's been both. A lot of times it's him. Like yes. in 2018 when he made his Formula One debut mm-hmm. in Sauber. Mm-hmm. I need to play the clip for you, Hannah, because. It literally looks like he could not stop. He just, it was right before the chicane. Okay. I don't know. Oh, he ran into, um, it was Brandon Hartley, who was, I think, racing with Toro Rosso at the time. Yeah, He literally just ran right into the back of him. And, like, the side of his car went right over 
Brandon's like completely destroyed the front end, the tire. Brandon Hartley was slowing down because it was a chicane and Charles did not slow down. My most heartbreaking moment for Charles, and I don't think you watched this season, but it was 2021, which was the first full season I watched. That was the most heartbreaking of all of them. It was my first time watching Monaco. I was like devastated for this guy and I didn't even really know about his curse at that point. In 2021, Charles had an amazing quality. And let's just preface that by saying, Charles does qualify very well in Monaco. Incredible. Every race he or every quality he does amazing on monaco and usually if you get pole in monaco especially with the way the yes. cars are built yeah if you get pole in monaco you're pretty much guaranteed to win yeah exactly and we'll get into that with track stats um just based on like how the layout of the track and and the cars are built that type of stuff but he qualifies so well and then he crashed right after he said his pole time mm-hmm. on his pole lap the lap that got him pole after his qualifying after lap. his qualifying lap so on the saturday on the saturday crashed he needed a new gearbox but they couldn't get the car ready for him the next day but it wasn't even the gearbox issue they they replaced the gearbox in time for the race on mm. sunday and they thought they were fine and then it was the drive shaft that had there were issues oh, okay. with the, with the drive shaft gearbox, yeah everyone thought it, like because that made sense because that was what was damaged. That's what crashed. But then I guess there's also issues with the drive shaft and they literally, they could not get it fixed in time before the formation lap. They had to pull Charles out. Yeah. Like it was, it like, came down to the last second. Like I remember watching the broadcast and the commentators being like, I don't know if they're going to get Leclerc's car ready. Cause they're the, you can see the mechanics like working on it mm-hmm. furiously. And then you just see Charles sitting on top of his car and it was Defeated. like, a picturesque moment that was so incredibly sad. I wanted to like die. Yeah. That, I, that was a moment I truly did want to die. So he didn't even, yeah, he didn't even get to compete. Didn't even no. get a fighting chance. So that was 2021. In 2019 as well, he also had a, it was devastating because it was his first year with Ferrari and he qualified 15th by like lap ninth. He was working his way up to 12th. So he was doing some pretty good overtaking. Good for Monaco. Good for Monaco because it's hard to overtake in Monaco. So it was lap nine, lap 10. So it was still pretty early on in the race. He collided with Nico Hockenberg, who was racing with Renault. He hit the barrier, punctured his right rear tire, and he had to drive it back to the pits, but he damaged it even more when he was driving back to the pits. I remember this now. It was just completely, like the tire was gone. Mm -hmm. And then even like the rim itself, like it was, they tried to fix it and they they put a new tire on. They sent him back out, but they had to call him back in like 10 laps later because there was just way too much damage. And if you are, if you watch the broadcast, you'll, you'll notice that like Charles could have saved it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. he had just like drove slower to the pits or if he just had like taken a second and because I feel like he was just like ready to keep going mm-hmm. um, and didn't try to like salvage it at all. It was just, it was just painful to watch because mm-hmm. his first year at Ferrari and he had to retire at his home race. Yeah. Monaco just, Charles has said before, he loves Monaco. Monaco just does not love him. No. And it is so true. And then last year we had high, high hopes because before the actual race, Charles did a feature race, and it was Nicky Lauda's car. His 1975 car that he went and won the championship with. Mm-hmm. Nicky Lauda is one of the most known names in Formula, in Formula 1. In Formula 1, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. Charles got the chance to drive his car for a historic event, just like a like a feature Just like a feature event, yeah. Do you want to tell us what happened? Well, naturally, he crashed it. <laughs> he crashed it. And it wasn't necessarily his fault. The car was old. It had a, it had a brake failure. Uh-huh. Was... At the speed that Charles was trying to go, it just that car was just not going to hold up. But we all thought that this was the 
bad luck yeah. first. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. he's getting it out now. Mm-hmm. He's That's what we thought. We were like, Charles is actually genius for this because he usually crashes out in Monaco. So what if he crashed out at Monaco early and then he'll actually finish the race like first or on a podium? Like we'll take anything. We'll take anything. Um, and honestly, it was looking pretty it good. It was looking good. He started on pole, but it was raining. And you know, rain yeah. brings chaos. And chaos at Monaco like rain at Monaco. Rain at Monaco. That's one of the hardest tracks, probably the hardest track on on the calendar. And you're gonna have rain. It just was not set up for for anybody really to succeed, but especially for Charles. But it wasn't his fault. It also wasn't his fault. This was the strategy issue. Yeah. Charles was on wet tires, made the switch to intermediate, and then a few laps later, they called Carlos in to box to change as well to put him on the regular tires like hard tires because the rain was um the rain was letting up right and then i don't know if it was just a radio mishap if they contacted the wrong fucking driver or what but they called charles into box as well like immediately after carlos i can hear it in my head the radio message box 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 no stay, no stay out. out. No stay out. Yeah. And Charles, like, Charles it's, just too, screams. it's yeah. too late. Like, he was already, he got the call to box, so he went in. And so the team was not prepared for, a like, a, uh, a double... A double stack. A double stack. I think they, that's what they call it, They yeah. weren't prepared yeah. for that. So Charles was screwed over because he had to wait for Carlos to get the new tires. They put the hard tires on Charles, but at that point, he, like... Well, he lo- usually lose about 19 seconds in the pits, approximately. I think he lost closer to 40 seconds, yeah. so... By the time he left the pits, like, he finished fourth yeah. after starting pole. Yeah. He was pretty much leading that entire race. Like, he could And the heartbreaking thing is that Carlos came in second. Yeah. Which is obviously great for Ferrari. I'm a Carlos fan, but... Heartbreaking, heartbreaking for Charles. Heartbreaking for Charles. That's his was, teammate, and it was supposed to be him. It, yeah, it was just... It was just strategy error. They called him in the box, and they completely screwed him over. And, like, I just... He said... He said over the radio, he said, this cannot happen again. Yeah. I think this race last year was the nail in the coffin that was Mattia Benotto's time at Ferrari. I think so. I think that was it. There was strategy errors all last season, but this one, for it to be that bad and that blatant at Monaco, and you had it set up for a win. Charles qualified first, and when you qualify first at Monaco, you usually do win. Like, Benotto had issues the year prior as well. Mm-hmm. He He didn't fix any of those issues for the rest of the season and like that sealed his fate if charles was making music last year there would have been a single out called mon 22 yep that's just a fact 100 (laughs) percent um we might get one this year oh my god i hope we don't you know why i bet he's already working on it because he He knows he knows he knows he does terribly at monaco i want to know what's going through his thoughts right now he just they just released a video of him releasing his home collection where like Puma with like the shirt mm-hmm. and a hat or whatever. It looks like someone's holding a gun behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't see that. I think he's just I think he's personally terrified for the race. And you know what? How can it not be mental at this point too? Like, oh, 100%. It totally is. You know that you do terribly at this track and you know that you have all your friends and family and your home crowd watching you. Like it just yeah. It's it's definitely mental at this point and I just hope that if there is an issue, I hope it's not a strategy issue because at least that tells me that the team is doing something right. Like Ferrari as a team is is not the issue. It is just Charles at Monaco. I don't know why that, that sounds better to me, but it does. You would rather it be Charles? Yes. Having an issue 
than for it to be a strategy issue, yeah. Because strategy issues but, are so heartbreaking. Remember last year, he's just, like, so defeated. Like, he knows he could have done it. But then with Charles, if it's just, like, a him issue, that's... It's painful. But it is just a Monaco. I don't, I don't want there to be any issue. I mean, I don't want there to be any issues either, but... I just wait. think that when, when you have a problem and it's something that you can't help, like with Indy 500... Mm. What was his Graham name? Ray Hall. Graham Rahal had to just watch his yeah. his chances of, of the 500 just slip away from his fingers. That's probably easier to take than for it to be your fault. I guess. I can see where you're coming from. I don't want there to be any issues. I don't Let's want there to be any issues. Um, you want to get into track stats? I'd love to get into track stats. Track stats with Han. Yeah, track stats with Han. We've got a doozy today. <laughs> it's Monaco. Mm-hmm. It's the second oldest track on the F1 calendar behind Silverstone. Dates back to 1950. That's crazy. And to think that we could be watching F1, we will be watching F1 for the 100th anniversary of that track. Like, think about it. How many years has it been? Well, it's 100 years would be in 2050, which is not that far away. Oh my God. We're going to move on from that. (laughs) Wait, Silverstone's the oldest? Silverstone is the oldest. I did not know that. Yeah. It's the like official first F1 track, Hmm. but... Um, I should mention that there are some discrepancies within the timelines because some do say that that Monaco was first used in 1929, but it wasn't used for like official Formula One until 1950. Okay. Anyways, it's known to be in today's day and age, probably the hardest track just because of how slow it is and how detail oriented these drivers have to be. Um, The track itself, there is just going through some of the, the highlights of it. There is the famous turn four at the Monte Carlo Casino. There's the casino. I know, I know. Like the just the backdrop to this race is unlike any race on the calendar, which is what makes it my favorite. You've got the marina in the back. There's the casino. These all, there's all these um, famous hotels that they drive by. There's the tunnel, the pool, like all these different Iconic. the hairpin. Oh. Yeah. So so turn four is the the casino. Turn six is the hairpin, which is like just one of the most picturesque moments in. In Formula One, I just like see it I in my see head it. right now. Just yeah. that that one. Yeah. That, anyway, oh, I got chills. I'm so excited. Um, turn eight is Portier, where Sergio and Carlos actually had trouble last year. Um, that's going right into the tunnel, which is turn mm. nine. The tunnel is also super um, unique to this track because they're literally racing through like an enclosed tunnel. Wait, was that during qualifying? Or was that during practice? Quali. Sergio was on a hot lap. Like he was. Yeah. It was near the end of his quali, right? He exited the hairpin. And then just, I, like, hit the barrier. And it would have been, like, a yellow flag. But then Carlos came and, like, collided with Sergio. With Sergio. Did and the then exact same thing. Red flag. Yeah. And then the session ended. So Max was screwed over. Max was screwed over. I and, think and Max Charles was on a pole. pretty good hot lap yeah. as well. He probably would have gotten pole. Yeah. Had that incident with... Um, <laughs> Did you with just say incident? Incident. <laughs> Nothing. Just an incident. Just an incident just on the track. Just an incident on the track. <laughs> um... Sorry, we're going to preface that. So there is this old clip of, of Charles and Max racing. They were kids. <laughs> they were kids, like probably 12 years old. I don't know what, I don't know even who ended up winning, but. I think Charles ended up winning, but the reporter mm. went up to Max afterwards and was like, Max, what happened? Um, Max was like, well, he pushed me. I pushed him no, back. That, yeah, and that's then he not, yeah. pushed me off the track. And then afterwards, the same reporter went up to Charles and, and was like, Charles, what happened? And Charles is like. Nothing, just an incident. Like his yeah, little, his little accent, little Monacan accent. Like, <laughs> and I can hear when I see the picture of him in that clip. I can just hear like no. incident and in incident. Head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there was a track incident last year at Quali. Yeah, <laughs> it was, and it screwed Max screwed over. Screwed Max over. <laughs> it was great for Charles. 
Anyways, back to the track. Um, so turn nine is the tunnel. And then you go, they go kind of around the marina. It's where you see all the yachts, like in the harbor. The real harbor, not the Miami fake harbor. With fake water. With fake water. That's real water. real water. And then there is turn 14, which is the swimming pool. They'll talk about it a lot. I don't even think this, the pool is like that big. But for some reason, they always talk about the swimming pool. I'm like, I don't Okay. Have we ever seen the swimming pool? I mean, you've definitely seen Daniel Ricardo falling into the swimming pool after he won, but... Oh, that pool. The I don't pool. think you can really even see... Oh, is that... Maybe that's not the pool. Maybe there's maybe multiple pools. Because I thought I that was on the yacht when Danny Rick... Is... I don't think that was on the yacht. No, there's... There wasn't there a pool on the yacht? Probably, but I don't think that was on the yacht because there were so many people around. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, off topic. <laughs> it's Monica. We're excited. 18 total turns. 78 total laps. Obviously, it's a street circuit. Our friend, Sergio Perez, does amazing on street circuits and won it last year. Yep. So. I don't think this is a max track. No. And I think Imola, the race that never happened, was a max track. So I think by canceling the race, obviously, not like none of us wanted that to happen. But I think that kind of screws Max over because I think he could have pulled ahead even more had he won Imola. And I think he knows that Monaco is not a track for him. Yeah. So he's probably in his head as well. Mind you, he's won it before. He won it in 2021. He knows he can race well at Monaco. It's just like... Mental Sergio Perez is just like king of the streets. King of the streets. We don't know. So he... Checo won last year. The year before it was Max. The year before that it was Lewis. And the year before that it was Danny Rick. Danny Rick. And we got that iconic photo of him doing a belly flop into the Red Bull pool. I just want to say I have uh, a friend who's currently in Monaco right now. They're watching the Grand Prix just because honestly, Monaco's so small. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. The people that she was talking to, they said that Red Bull parties are like the party you want to go to during a Monaco weekend. That like nothing else can compare, like no clubs, no yachts or whatever. It's like Red Bull hosts the most insane parties at like at Monaco. Which I, I believe. I believe. I mean, I it's believe. the biggest party, like, weekend for Formula One anyways. Yeah. But, like, it is surprising that with nightlife like Monaco has, a rebel party would be the extent of the best of the best. Of well, Monaco. that wasn't it last year? So, I was going to get into that. Let's uh, save it for one sec. I'm saving Emma's thought. Okay. I, don't want her to, I don't want her to finish <laughs> it yet. I know exactly Hannah where Hannah knows what I'm thinking. Just really closing out Monaco here. It's really, really difficult to overtake. As we know, in 2003, there was zero passing. Bro. Like, not that they didn't try. There was no passing moves. Mm-hmm. Everyone finished exactly how they... That is... If they didn't do enough. Insane. Insane, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, one of the only tracks that'll actually, like, have this. And it might make because for a boring race, but streets, it's not boring. The streets are so narrow. Yeah. And the cars are so big. Yeah. So, but it is possible. We've seen overtaking. I don't know what to expect this weekend. Yeah. Well, we have two multi-Monaco race winners on the grid this weekend. Am I supposed to guess? Yeah. Okay. Lewis? Yeah. Fernando? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lewis has won three times. <laughs> Fernando has won twice. Actually, Nico Rosberg, who is Lewis Hamilton's old teammate at Mercedes, one-time world champion, he, I think, has won, like, four times. Like At Monaco? Yeah. Senna has the most wins, which is six, but Rosberg yeah. ha- has performed there. Interesting. I didn't know that. And it's interesting because we'll have Nico on the broadcast, probably, so he'll offer a perspective that is, like, really unique, which I love obviously nico rosberg so he won the championship title in 2016 and this was in the middle of lewis's dominating streak and he and nico does not let the world forget that he he beat lewis hamilton and then he retired and then he retired he's like that's it i'm going out on a, on a high note he pulled a james hunt so much respect for him yeah and also 
him and Lewis, it's like very well known that they did not get along. Mm-hmm. So I think he was probably like, if I can get this win, I'll never have to race again. I'm That's done. exactly what he did. And he did, and I respect it. And he's great on the broadcast. Like, he's seriously so good. He's so entertaining. Um, His wife, Vivian's also great on Instagram. She I posts a lot. Love, love her. Them. Love them. Love them. So we're going to get some awesome perspectives this week. And David Coulthard, who's usually on the broadcast yep. too, he's won Monaco before. Like, oh, uh, celebrities. Mm, it's also a very big race for celebrities and also usually a race that's featured in movies. True. There's yeah. definitely multiple, multiple movies. Iron Man 3. Iron no. Man, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Iron um, Man 2. I didn't realize it. At the time. At the time. Yeah. I'm the biggest Iron Man fan and I had no idea up until like maybe like two, three years ago when I was rewatching Iron Man 2 and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. That's Monaco. And Tony Stark gets in the car. Yeah, and he gets in the car. Exactly. I know. Now like, <laughs> now that I'm an F1 fan, I'm like, that would not happen. <laughs> also, Elon Musk is there. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk makes an appearance in Iron Man 2. Can you imagine just like Lawrence Stroll getting in the car or like <laughs> Zach Brown? That That's like the equivalent. Like that's what Tony Stark did. Yeah, of wealth and yeah. I know. Yeah. That is so funny. Um, Murder Mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I haven't watched the movie Monte Carlo in a very, very long with time. Gomez? But with Selena Gomez? Yeah. But I think there's, like, some reference to, to the race, the race yeah. and whatnot. Monaco is just, like, the place. It's just it's the race. Like, that's why it's pre- prestigious. Part of the Triple Crown. Part of the Triple Crown, But yeah. we'll get into the Triple Crown, I think, next week. Yeah. We're going to do, like, a little bonus episode on the Indy 500, yeah. so we can talk about the Triple Crown then. Yeah. But... Anyways, Monaco is just my favorite track. I'm very excited for this weekend. It is your favorite track. Yeah. Your favorite track of all time. Favorite track of all time. I think it's just more about the environment that it kind of encapsulates. Like, Monaco is just the epitome of, like, wealth and celebrities. And racing is just, like... Well, it's one of the oldest tracks, too. So, like, history as well. Mm -hmm. Just Monaco brings all those things together in, like, one beautiful package that is just so expensive and beautiful to watch on TV. Yeah. Because maybe one day I'll get there. Like I said, Cam said... If we can afford it, we will do it for our honeymoon. Aww. So. I love that. Maybe one day I'll get to go. <laughs> huge if you can afford it. Yeah, huge if. if. That's so Big true. If. Well, I have heard from people, it's actually just way better to stay in France, in, mm-hmm. nice, in nice, and then to just travel to Monaco for a day trip for the race, but. Because it is packed yeah. in Monaco. Like, you can't go anywhere. No, no. And their hotels are booked, like, years in advance as soon as the dates for the race are announced like oh these hotels are yeah they're gone and i would argue so much as to say that this race is more like a home race for all the drivers because lots of them live in that is true it's a tax haven so that just means you don't owe money if you live there like you know how we pay taxes just as a human being you don't need to obviously it's it's much more complex than this right but you don't pay tax it's kind of like um dubai same thing Mm, tax haven Mm -hmm. so as long as you can prove that you have the funds and you can afford to live there. Yeah. Which these guys can. Because their contracts are millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. They can just go and they can move there. And I don't blame them because if they're making all this money, they why would they want to pay some of it back to the government? Yeah, so like, true. Well, you know, I get that. Yeah. Um, There's just like also this aura about living in Monaco as a driver. It's mm-hmm. like where they should live. You it's because it's like the, the <laughs> like place for motorsport. For motorsport, yeah. yeah. Which is why a lot of indie drivers, I think they live like near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway or like mm, okay. I think they have I could be wrong but I think that there's they they might like own places like mm. second places second mm. homes whatever kind of near that area just because that is like the home of motorsport yeah for Indy yep does yeah. make sense um drivers that live there Lewis Lewis Valtteri Valtteri lives there yeah I didn't know that. I totally forgot because there's been a severe lack of Valtteri content this year 
Um, but he does live there. I was thinking about his mustache the other day. Just, I don't, just thinking about it? Yeah. Oh. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either, but... That's it. I think I Valtteri's like... Valtteri's just, like, a weird dude, so, like... He's just... Anything he does, I'm like, okay, just Valtteri. Yeah. <laughs> um, Max lives there with Kelly. Charles lives there. We know that, mm-hmm. obviously. But Charles is, uh, Monegasque. So no, he's yeah. Monaken. <laughs> so unlike all these other guys that just pay to live there, like Charles, yeah, was, Charles actually was born. Was born there. So can you imagine like racing in your home? Like literally, it's not just like your home country, your home. Well, like, it is your home country, but your home country is the size of a small city. Yeah, so but it's like, like the, racing. The streets yeah. that he goes down, yeah. it's like the streets that he walked as a kid. Yeah. Which, yeah. I know he does a, there's a really good um, interview a little, a little on YouTube tour. where he does like a tour of Monaco and he's like, that's where my mom's hair salon is. Mm-hmm. That's where I went to school. It's really great. I highly recommend. Um, Antonio Giovinazzi lives there. Good old guy. Um, Danny Ricardo. Danny Rick also has a place in Perth and LA. Good for him. He can afford it. Good for him. Alex Alban. I didn't know he lived there. He, Alex. I had no idea. And Nick DeVries for sure does. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Anyways. A lot of drivers. Just a home race for all those guys, basically. Do you have predictions? Uh, I don't want to talk about predictions. <laughs> I do. I mean, we could save it and just make a TikTok after no, Wally. I, but I, I feel like we have to share I can put something out. <laughs> I just don't know whether to touch Charles or not. Like, I literally just don't know whether he's on my predictions. I have no idea. I'm going to predict that he qualifies on pole. I'm going to predict that he doesn't podium. (laughs) So sad. I know. It's sad. (laughs) And you know what? For his sake and his sanity, I'm going to take Max to win. Okay. And I'm going to take Checo to come second. Okay. And I'm going to take Fernando to come third. Okay. I am going to go Max first. And I think Carlos second and uh, Checo third. I think think Carlos is going to split up the Red Bulls. Okay. That's pretty much exactly what happened last year, yeah. but just the Red Bulls were um, swapped. But yeah. I. Uh, What's the weather this weekend? Thursday, we're supposed to see a little bit of rain, but otherwise it's supposed to be like dry and sunny. Right? Or is that wrong? What do you well, see? Well, the iPhone app says it's <laughs> go- it's at least a 70% chance of rain all three days. So. Oh. <laughs> we might end up changing our predictions after qualifying. Just, uh, I guess, stay tuned for TikTok, I guess. <laughs> But I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll stick with that. Max, Carlos, Checo. Okay. Not touching Charles with a ten foot pole. I don't think I am either. I just worry. Do we think this is a question I've been waiting to ask? Oh God. Is Charlotte gonna be at the race mm. this weekend? Okay. I wanted to touch on this. We're not. We're not a gossip blog. This is not what we do. We. But we enjoy it immensely. So I just want to say that there are rumors. Of Charles dating this girl named Alexandra, Alexandra. St. Lou or something. I don't know what her name Saint is. St. Lou. Who looks a very Lou. similar to Charlotte. A, like, identical to like, Charlotte. Like, we talked about this last week. They all look alike. <laughs> they all look the same. Um, and people think that they're going to make their hard launch as a couple at the race. Because that's I what I just he, got goosebumps. That's what... <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> he would land. Because that's what he did with Charlotte. Yeah. When they started dating. And Alexandra's from Monaco as well. Yeah, she is. I, oh, boy. I, I need to mentally prepare myself for this weekend. I think that Charlotte will be there because she lives there. Yeah. But... They've also remained friends. Did you see the video she posted of... It was like an APM Monaco party. Oh, no. It's like... APM Monaco's a, a jewelry. A jewelry brand, yeah. Um, and she's a ambassador or something for them. So she was at a party and she was videotaping the DJ. And in the background behind the DJ was just like a clip of Charles. Because in... Charles in a commercial and so it was just like Char- it was just Charles and we're like see this how does this look on your part like you're just well she already got kind of shit on this year mm-hmm. 
And Instagram because she posted a picture of a Red Bull on TV and it was like a race at Max One or something. And people are like, what are you doing? Girl. But then she posted another story saying, don't worry, I'm still rooting for the red cars with the little horses yes, or something. Yes, she did post that. So I, I do sort of think that her and Charles are still friends. Because she did because show up and support him in the last few races of the year after they had already broken up. Yes, which wasn't common knowledge at the time, mm-hmm. but it now is. And also, I follow lots of their friends and their friend group is just like, like it's Monaco. It's such a small yeah. town. So like... Their friends are just all very connected. connected and, like, the same. Like, one of Charlotte's best friends is has a baby with one of Charles's oh, best friends. Oh, yes. So, so I think she'll be at the race. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see a hard launch of Charles and Alexandra? God, I hope not. See, I, yeah, again, we're not a gossip blog. Like, we're not trying to start anything. No, but you but... know what? The gossip comes from a source because she was in a video with Charles yeah. at a fashion show, which is something he used to do with, Char- with Charlotte, which is funny. But it's not like people are just making this up. No. Like, like, there there's... does seem to be legitimacy behind this rumor. But I haven't seen much of her in the last few weeks. No, me neither. So we have, honestly, we have no idea. In the back of my head, he's always someone with a girlfriend. Oh, he loves a relationship, this man. I know. Might I just say. I also think we might see Giada this weekend. Probably. I just have, like... she's also from Monaco. She's also from Monaco. Um, her boyfriend is also, like, in real estate. So I'm sure that, like... Like, in Monaco. So I'm sure he's, like, really connected in yeah. terms of, like... They all know each other. They all know each other. I also think that breakup is so long ago now that, like... Because we haven't seen Giada... In- on, at the races the past couple of years that like maybe it's time maybe it's time and i like her a lot i think she's pretty cool can we please real fast go back to my original thought that you cut me off of well i knew this was coming so Ooh. yes last year monaco the the highlights really just came after the race yeah because Checo's contract extension came out yes. for Red Bull. We all kind of thought that maybe he would lose his seat. But after that Monaco win, and I don't even think they meant to like broadcast it, but Checo let it slip that mm-hmm. he did have the extension with Red Bull. Yeah. We we're just like, okay, so we're going to see more Checo. And we're not like huge Checo fans. So we were just like, okay, whatever. And then... And then this video and came out. And then the yacht party, yeah. right? It was on the yacht. It was a, it was a Red Bull party. And mind you, Checo won. Checo won. Celebrate how you want, dude, but don't cheat on your wife is all I got to say. That's... Yeah. And... Carola wasn't there. No, she was not there. Car- uh, Checo's wife was not in attendance at the Monaco Grand Prix or at the party. I mean, they have three kids. They have three kids. Didn't she just give... And she had just she given had birth to their third. Just given birth. There was just videos and pictures circulating of Checo being unfaithful. The videos were weird because it was like girls grinding on him. And I'm like, sir, how old are we? Like, right? <laughs> I don't Out know. Out of everyone at that party. Right. Like, Charles was... Oh, no, he wasn't single. Lewis is single. <laughs> I just feel like if I'm at a party with, like, a handful of drivers and even people that are associated with the drivers, my first thought would not be, let's go dance with Checo. Definitely not. You know? I mean, that's, hey, that's that. People who don't follow Formula One probably don't know, like, all about significant others and whatnot. So, um, <sighs> let's hope that it was just a person who was like, I don't know if this man's married and has kids. Yeah. And just went for it. Well, uh, it was worse on Checo's part. It was. But they're still together, him and his wife. Yep. Yep. And um, he actually had to put out a statement after this happened last year. Did he? Yeah, I believe he did. Oh, I don't remember yeah. that. Yep. He issued a public apology. Oh, wow. I have seen the videos that have been circulating about me and I take responsibility for it. I was a bad, oh, it was a bad party that I didn't know how to control at the height of the person that I am. 
but it was just that, a very bad party. People close to me know my values and the type of person that I am. For those who ask me, we are more united than ever, me and my wife. And for those who just want to hurt us, I wish you the best. Thank you for all your love and I apologize to the people who love me because those videos don't represent me, not at all. We will talk about this, we will not talk about this topic anymore, which only makes us forget the great moment we are living as a family. Thank you. Okay, that's translated from Spanish, so that was a little off. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah. That happened. was, uh, that was um, last year. And that wasn't all that happened last year. Okay, I actually don't know. You and I were not you really... You don't know what happened last no, year? No, I know. <laughs> you and I weren't necessarily, like, friends at the time, so I don't know if you even knew about, like, the Carlos, Charles, Issa, Charlotte drama. There like, was go. these videos in a club or a party, something like that, that came out. And, you know, if... Any of you have been at a club with a significant other and you're drinking and then you start fighting. They, these arguments look exactly the same. It's like one's trying to leave, the other's trying to stop them. They're like trying to talk to each other, but the music's so loud. They're like yelling in each other's ears, whatnot. And also uh, there was some blog posts about this. People who were at the party said, so there was these videos that were released. Charlotte was mad at Charles because he wasn't having fun and spending enough time with her at the party. Mind you, he literally just lost a race that was in his grasp. Anyways, and there's these videos of of her like trying to run up these stairs and him like like kind of like trying to stop her. And they're talking on these stairs. There's no one else around, and they're doing the whole like like you could tell they're arguing. Yeah, and they they can't hear each other, so like in each other's ear, whatnot. They're arguing for sure. Then I'm like, there's a video. I'm like on the edge of my seat right now. There's a video of. Carlos and Isa, kind of the same thing happening, but not to the same extent. And then some people who were at said party put out like a blog post or something or like posted about it and just said like, basically Carlos and Isa were fighting all weekend. There might have been like a rumor of some infidelity on Carlos's part. I choose not to believe it. They've been together for a really long time. They still are together today. If they were fighting about anything, I'm sure it had nothing to do with that. But anyways... I also think that part of the fight, what these girls who were at the party were saying was that Carlos was taking Charles's side. So Issa was trying to like stand with Charlotte. Okay. So just like a very weird dynamic, but there was like some animosity, some issues between my favorite F1 couple, Issa and Carlos. And, I do remember uh, hearing about yeah, that. Charlotte and, and Charles and lo and behold, they are no longer together. So Yeah. Damn. Very interesting. Hopefully we don't get any um, breakups this year or any infidelity. Any infidelities, yeah. Any unfaithful drivers. We yeah. can do without that. It's yeah. Just like, I mean, these are people's lives. These yeah. are families, especially know, in Chucko's case. I know, literally gossiping about them, so it's fine. We are not making up the rumors. Yeah. We are sharing what's been said. Yes. This was definitely out there last year. You can look it up. It's not right, but it was out there. And Monaco is such a small town and these parties are so big that if anything's happening with the driver, you can pretty much guarantee it's getting out. Yeah. Anyways. That's Monaco. That's Monaco. That's Monaco. I do have one one last note, which is totally off topic from Monaco. This is just me, I think, being a little dyslexic and cr- uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> and uh, crazy. <laughs> okay. I was a One Direction girly. I don't know if anyone else has this issue or if it's just me, but when I go to say or type or write Lando Norris, the amount of times I will write like Lando Horan or like Niall Norris or like get the names mixed up and do like like Nando 
Horan, or like, like I literally will get Niall Horan's name and let, I'm not, I know, I will get them mixed up. And I don't know if it's because like Norris sounds like Horan or if it's like very similar letters, same syllables. I like need to stop myself every once in a while if I am ever writing his name or saying his name like Lando's, I need to be like, I need to tell myself that it's not Niall. What the hell? <laughs> I just get them mixed up. That's so funny. I've just like never, she wrote this on our, on our document. I'm like, huh, I must've missed something, which is weird. Cause I am also a really big Niall Horn fan. I'm like, I must've missed, like they must've, I don't know, collabed together nope. or something. Mm-hmm. No. It's just me getting their names confused. It's a lot of the same, look, there's an A and an N and an O. It's a lot of the same letters, the same syllables. And my brain cannot process it, is, all, is my thought. And I just have to get that out there because I've been thinking about it for so long. That's Thank it. you for sharing. Yeah. This is how I felt about Monogask. Maybe someone will reach out to you and say they feel the same way. Maybe. A One Direction girly. Was he your number one, Niall? No, it was Zane. Oh, we knew this. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to end it there. Um, follow us on... Oh, wait. What? Yeah. Um... We should have said this at the beginning, but thank you for 10K followers. <gasps> oh my God, we hit 10K on 10K TikTok. 10K on TikTok. So thank you so much. Um, head on over to our Instagram because we posted a little, just a bigger thank you. Um, so it's tracktalk.pod on Instagram. We're blown away. Yeah. Like 10K, 10K followers on TikTok. Yeah. In pretty much like 10 weeks. It's 11 weeks, but yeah. pretty much. Thank we're you. thankful. We're grateful. We never thought that we would get this fast, this far, Mm-mm. this far, this fast. Yeah. For those of us, or those of you who have been along for the ride with us, keep being on. Keep coming <laughs> along. The way we like, we didn't prepare this. No, at all. not at all. Um, just yeah. genuinely thank you, though. Thank you. We wanted to do something for a 10k celebration. Should we become more personal? Like, should we do like a like get to know your house? I think that we should do that more on Instagram. Yeah. So this is us telling you to follow our Instagram. We're going to post hopefully more personal stuff there just so you can get to know us and the people behind the mic, I guess. Also, we have one race after this and then your girl's off for a little bit because I'm traveling to Europe. Yeah. So right after Spain, um, it'll just be Emma for one week for sure, maybe two. But because Canada would be the next race after that, and I've been to Montreal. I'd like to pre-record like um, Montreal, like, like tips and tricks and whatnot. My experience, experience with Montreal. Stay tuned for that as well. I had some people reach out to us on on TikTok and Instagram saying that they've asking if we were going to Montreal because they know that we're Canadian we're and not. saying that they would enjoy like some tips and and my ex- just sharing my experience from Montreal last year. So stay tuned for that. We'll have a fun interview coming out. Yeah. During that time as well, we're not going to say too much about that quite yet and then emma might be replacing me for a week i'm really sad about that I'm i don't know how to talk you. to myself for an hour we'll figure it out i will be checking in while my while i'm in italy i mean obviously in italy there's like ferrari stuff everywhere so true 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 anyways but that's not for another few weeks still so we'll have these the monaco episode coming out like monaco recap our bonus episode on indy 500 yeah maybe we'll talk about ourselves on the episode too as well like that'll get to know us yeah, just stay tuned on our socials because we will be posting if we, if it is just going to be me for one episode or, you know, anything exciting coming up, we'll let you know there. But yeah, just make sure you follow us, tracktalk.pod, again, on Instagram, tracktalkpod on TikTok. And I think that's everything. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.